0: One, two, three. We're already recorded on the same thing, though. Oh. <laughs> okay.
1: But it gets us, like, uh, in the moon. It mood. gets us,
0: like, really in the mood. Really? It's early. And by the way, um, this just in, live, reporting from Brooklyn. Snowflakes th- falling from a- above the sky. It's, it's, it's just in. We might be on the on the four weeks. I think this episode's coming out like in January. Oh, disgusting.
1: <laughs> I'm very depressed while you're hearing this. Dark, dark days. <laughs> when
0: do you come back from Hawaii? The a couple 28th?
1: A couple days before New Year's Eve.
0: Oh, my God. Are you 29th. so excited?
1: Um... I am,
0: yes. How does it feel when Ko is like, Hawaii is my favorite place in the whole
1: wide world? Just fine. It's like, I feel like he's smart. Um, <laughs> I have to say that um, I I didn't tell you why we're going to the library later. Yeah, tell me. To get the kids passports. Because I booked a trip to Portugal. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> wait shut up when so I found out I didn't get into Hunter and so to deal with the depression I that that very day bought tickets to go to Portugal like no time elapsed I think like in the same sitting at my computer session I had already said no to DU I'd already said no to Fordham and then I got a no from Hunter and was like now I can't go to grad school in January and how dare you this has been my winter plan, is to start grad school. And when it got taken from me and I needed a new winter plan, I had to solve it in a matter of minutes. And the way to do that, apparently, apparently, was to purchase airline tickets to Portugal, to Portugal. What airline are you taking? They, like one you've never heard of in your life. Tap Portugal? No, the Azores airline because it flies direct from New York to an island that we're going to be on for the full eight days. We're not even going, going to, to the Azores. The, we're not even going to the mainland. Yeah, everything I'm reading is like it's just filled with hot springs.
0: Quinn, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I am so fucking excited for you. Good for you. Let that be a lesson. If any, if you're
1: having a hard time, book airline tickets. Do something irresponsible. Do it will something- make you feel better. Pretend that Quinn. money doesn't matter and your Quinn, future it- isn't real because it's guaranteed to make you feel at least something.
0: You got a little I don't know what I felt toward it.
1: But I do feel like as soon as I did it, I was like, my kids don't even have passports. So then Matt got online and was trying to figure it out. And it's like, you know, it's it's the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where like we print everything and fill it out. And then we find out that the measurement of the paper is a quarter inch off of what our paper is measured. And they're like, we won't accept it. Like, it's like very crazy. It's so specific. Yes. So hopefully we'll go oh
0: my god because it's
1: booked but it does feel like an uphill battle to get these kids their passports but we're trying to do that this afternoon
0: you're doing great Thank you're you doing all. great hey I'm sorry you didn't get into Hunter
1: that's okay I was very angry about it when did you find out yesterday no oh, last week Um, and I was like wait did
0: you find out before we went on our holiday adventure mm-hmm. oh, yeah oh my god
1: it did but and I you, wanted to tell you on the pod. And it's not like happy news. You're not like, I can't wait to tell Carrie. How
0: long ago did you find before that? Because
1: you were in a weird mood that day, and I
0: wondered if that was a part of it.
1: Mm, I'm, well, we also had a gummy. I mean, hard to say. <laughs> it's we had really a gummy and then to went to Midtown, which is like which not is my really, favorite combo pack, which to be frank. Which is
0: a hard thing to do in general, going to Midtown, not high. I mean, I was, I. I don't think I felt as zeroed in about a hot chocolate since I was a youth
1: oh, that day. Oh, you were zeroed. I was. You spent I was, as much as I spent on the Portugal tickets for that hot chocolate, <laughs> by the way.
0: But you know, here's the difference. So, do you I shared, go to Portugal or here's do you a want diff- hot chocolate? Here's the difference. I shared. I said, who wants a sip? I, you know what? I didn't get it. I didn't. I think didn't that's get a, true. I, you didn't, you're not offering to share this trip with I me. I might
1: get you a fridge magnet or something. <laughs> Listen. You're gonna go.
0: You're gonna have a great time. You're gonna eat so much tinned fish. You're gonna eat so much delicious fish. I'm really excited about the seafood. I'm really excited about. I was. I'm like. I'm so excited to give you like tips of Portugal, but you're just gonna stay in Azores, so I can't give you any tips because I know nothing about it. But I'm
1: so excited for what you're gonna find. I was really anxious about the trip because he's very concerned that they speak Portuguese there. He burst into tears when I told him that, and I said, "What's the story with you and?" Portuguese and he was like I'm just worried I'm not going to be able to find any friends if they speak Portuguese and I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like, Koa, wait, that's it's, so... I was like, "Coa, it's Europe. Everybody speaks English. Don't worry."
0: Well, also like, you know, there's a lot of similarities between Spanish and Portuguese. Yes. And I
1: also was like, he's also in a Spanish immersion program. He's he might... been very edgy lately. He's he's mm. going through something. Maybe he just senses that I'm going through something cuz we're so connected. As he told me the other day, we're in love. Um, <laughs> and then he told me <laughs> oh so we're reading harry potter obviously do you remember what a bogart is of course i do so it shows you your worst fear yeah.
0: and what's his worst fear
1: well it doesn't matter right now clowns but when we were in bed <laughs> last night he said i bet if you saw a bogart you would see me dying and oh i my go "Oh God, yes and i would. go yeah that's probably true and he goes or griff dying and i said yep and he goes which one and I go what do you mean and he goes which one is your worst fear and I was like Coa, both are my worst fear and he goes please say me dying please say me dying please say me dying
0: <laughs> what a fucking creep I know. and I love that you want to know why because he knows he knows he remembers from when he was a baby and you told him you're always going to be my favorite <laughs> did I say that
1: you're lying to me now I don't recall Liars. Look Liars. at his <laughs> haircut. How could he not be everyone's favorite? His Robert Durst' haircut. It's my favorite. They it's are. The best. I keep telling them, I keep telling him that they're tied, and he has a hard time with that. So do my friends. For the record, a lot of my <laughs> friends the other night were trying to put uh, apply a lot of pressure, all without children. By the way, wait. Uh, we're trying. Uh, what to, kid is your favorite? Correct. And we're vocally stating which one was theirs. So I was like, "This is inappropriate." They were st-
0: uh, the closest. Yeah, of course they the fucking were. Fucking closest. You know, they're so animals. It's so funny. My friends are like, "Which of your nephews are your favorite?" And like, I truly, and they're not. They did not come from my loins. Like your kids, if like, I could not pick a favorite. I right. don't think I could. No, because I think they're, they're both bo- so great. Well, they're both so cool. And also, all kids all suck in some way. So it's like mm-hmm. it evens out. <laughs>
1: no,
0: I'm just kidding. It, you're, no, that's all accurate. I but mean, I, like, but I. I was like talking about my nephews, and my friend was like, "All right, which one's your favorite? Which one's your favorite?" And I was like, "I, I, I think I tried," and I like went through the list, and I was like, "No, I can't." Like they all have like such incredible different qualities in one mm-hmm. another, and like they're all so valuable in their own right, but they're so different. Like I, it's like to compare them feels really apples to oranges. It
1: just feels like, oh, that's that's By actually the way, not I like right. apples better. <laughs> so, Sokoa <laughs> Should we start stories since you're on a time Wait, crunch? Wait, by
0: the way, you're listening to Truly Darkly Green
1: Oh shoot How many Sasha T
0: Sasha T, not Sasha Fierce, but T We love
1: you so deeply <laughs> Sasha T, won't you sit and have a cup of tea with me Is Do it, you like can, oolong or, can or am I wrong? Meal? Do you like Earl Grey, hey, 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 yeah. maybe you don't drink tea and you're a coffee person. Hey, that's me too, and I love, <laughs> I love you. Ooh. Okay, cool. So, Sasha T., that was yours. This one's weird because it's somebody split um, a membership, and they entered their name as Nick and Emma.
0: <laughs> Wait, by the way, are we still recording? Could you still see... The things on it. I see it. Great. And you can see that it's still working? Yes. Okay, wait. Nick
1: and Emma? Nick and Emma. Two people, one song.
0: <laughs> Disgusting. Nick and Emma, Nick and Emma You're my best friend as, Or you each other's best friend Because your name is Nick
1: and Emma I feel like it's a wiggle song I don't know I don't know either why you're doing that But I like it Nick, you're really, really slick And then you got Emma, Emma. I A fucking Gemma We love you both We Nick really mean it the most Emma and Nick Or oh, Emma, Emma <laughs> Don't be a dick Let's, Let's go give us your money. money. <laughs> Honey, bunny. <laughs> this song's getting too funny. Beep. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh, another Nick. Jesus fuck. Do you think Christ. Nick
0: subsidized Emma's and then Nick was like, Got you know what? Own. I'm gonna go, my, like, I'm gonna get my own, cause yeah. this is insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nick, 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 you aren't a dick, dick, dick. You are so
1: slick, slick, slick. They're just like Vic, Vic, Vic a vapor rub 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 you clear our passages (laughs) let's take a tub 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 we're not hitting on you but we Mm -hmm. love you love you shrammed you with you okay we we love (laughs) you nick something that's really bothering me what What is is your last initial is m it's uncomfortable that we did nick and emma and now Now we're expected to do a nick M. m I can't. No, sorry, Nick. You don't get a that song. That was
0: it. That was it. You get that song, Laura. Laura, 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 Laura. You're not a Bora. You are from a
1: horror, a house, <laughs> horror house. We love you, Laura. We're just kidding about the Ohora. insults. <laughs> okay,
0: Laura, Laura. You love the flora. You're not a fauna girl. You are a Laura, which is an Italian word I don't know. Doesn't it mean my love or something like that? Happy Hanukkah. Let's answer Hora. There Laura, it is. Laura. Do you need a menorah? <laughs> Laura, Laura, we love you, Sora. We hope you have a great day.
1: Yes. That's it. Done. Okay, great. Perfect. So who's first? I Be think- honest. <laughs> Please be honest, Carrie. I think I, I think I think you're first I think too. you're
0: first. Wait, because oh. I think wait is it odd or even day? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold the phone, folks. We got Okay, so we're doing four even you're first. Fine. God, I'm first. You know what? If we get it wrong, that's fine. You go first.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Let me tell you about Michelle Lewis, 35 years old, from Florence, New Jersey. Everyone's favorite. A nurse. <sighs> love them. to see it. So she has been married before. In fact, she has two kids. And she had like kind of a cruddy marriage. When it broke up, she goes and moves in with her mom. And she now is on her own with her two kids. Um, she finds a dating site online called establishedmen.com. <sighs> which, dot com. Which no. like, Sure. I think you should be on it. Yeah. We love established, established men. Man. I Who's, should be on it.
0: <laughs> by the way, there's a new dating app where in order to get on it, you have to be like um uh endorsed by a woman. Oh, I do like that. I really like that. And so it's, like and then so you can it's message just men
1: running down the street saying, Find <laughs> a woman! <laughs> Name a Name woman. Name a
0: woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently you can also message the person that endorsed them
1: and be like, What's this guy's deal? Why is he single? And then she's like I actually did that because of peer pressure. Get the fuck out.
0: Do you know what I mean? Or Could it can be. Be like, can be like, I love tampons. And you're like, you're not. You're a lie. You're a fake. You're not you're a, a woman. You're a phony. You're a fake. You're not a woman. Tell me all about your
1: tampons. And then I'll decide if <laughs> and you then love tampons. Say, yeah, how many tampons do you use in a day? How many tampons do you use at a time?
0: <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a, sure. have you ever stuck two in? You know what I mean?
1: Did you ever forget one and did pop you ever, another? I think we all have done that. Sure. That's why have. it's
0: a test. So I, it's a test. So I would say, but I. But it's like, um, I think how many tampons you use in a day is how many t-
1: tampons are buried in the depths of your body. <laughs>
0: yeah, have you lost a tampon in your body? <laughs> and I think if they answer correctly, then go woman. take them to the
1: hospital. Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> it's really dangerous.
1: Toxic talk, 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 talk is, talk is to not a joke.
0: Yeah, no, and that's why I'm a I'm a menstrual cup kind of gal.
1: Mm-hmm. Meets a guy on the site, name by established the name man com. What's uh, his name?
0: This,
1: this established man is named Liam Allen. Um, and their first date is they sit down for coffee and they talk for hours and hours and hours and hours. And she's like, not bad. Getting good vibes.
0: How established.
1: chitty chat some more in the days um, to follow and in the weeks to follow. And she starts to learn about him. He's never been married. He doesn't have kids. He was born in Jersey like her, but he then grew up in the UK. We love an accent. Um, He has a nice house. he grew up in Jersey and he has a... English accent that's weird. Um, born in Jersey, but I, I believe like bred in the UK. Okay, he didn't like
0: go to there for like a college and then like came back with an accent. No, he lives there. You all know someone like that.
1: Oh, for sure. And it's the worst. <laughs> um, so she goes to Google Liam online, like you do these days when you date, mm-hmm. and can't really find anything on him, which she finds. Appealing and that lines up with everything he's kind of presented himself to be. Michelle,
0: I've been there. I've been there before. Do you remember when I went on (laughs) a date with someone and I couldn't find them on social media? And I was like, it's cool. It's cool. He's not like betrothed to likes. I
1: think I'm going to go ahead and say that unless you're dating someone that is 60 plus, they should have an online print. And if they don't, Uh, that's scary. A red
0: flag. Fuck. It's so hard.
1: He, okay. oh, there's more red flags because he's like, we can hang 10 a bunch, but literally we can hang 10 because I can't see you.
0: He can hang nine to five, but he can't hang in yes. the evenings.
1: Correct. Well, because he has another family.
0: Okay, moving on. <laughs> so.
1: Can't hang weekends. Family. Weird schedule. And
0: can I tell you, love is so blind, my guy. So like, blind. love is blind. And you can just, especially if you're single and out there, like, I get it, Michelle. I fucking get it. You're like, no, it's cool. You can explain away anything because we're so smart
1: as women and also so stupid. Michelle is smart and so is he. He's a medical records uh software guy. And but like the the I I can only see nine to five as serious enough that yes, he's not even like texting her. He he's like completely off the planet when outside those hours. Um and then she's a little like you know, questioning that, of course. And he's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I haven't really told you what I actually do for a living. And he shows her some stuff on his phone that has like says UK on it, like letters. And he's like, I work for the British Ministry of Defense. I'm a driver for them. And she's like, you're a driver. Okay. And he's like, well, I drive like New York to DC. I, I have to get important intel on people like medical the medical component is that i'm getting like medical intel on targeted people and she's like what this sounds crazy you're a spy basically and also you probably shouldn't be telling me this right and he's like i shouldn't trust i actually shouldn't be and it's a lot and actually the fact that i want to tell you about this means you're gonna have to disclose a bunch of information to my bosses and basically apply to date me like prove to them that you're serious by paying an application fee that will like allow them to look into your life to Michelle, make sure
0: Michelle, you Michelle. are
1: who I should date. And so he's like, here's the application and it's pretty serious. And she's like, great, I'm not going to fill that out. Um, Good for her. And then she starts getting texts from DC numbers that are like encoded language. They'll be like, hey. We heard, remember his name's like Liam Allen? Mm-hmm. So she'll get a text that says something like, hello, we heard you were looking, you were getting serious about a home in the area. The Allen model. Like it's like coded. And then it's like, if you are still interested in this model, please respond to oh my god. But it's like, she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> like this is real. And it starts to feel like it is because he'll tell her that they're being watched and then she'll see like an SUV park outside with darkened windows like things will happen because when you're looking for things things happen but basically it's this idea that she's buying into this this narrative oh no um and the process of paying for this checkup just to be clear we're not talking thousands of dollars we're just talking hundreds and it's Will get returned to her after they check into her. So she does end up paying it. And they're a few months in and everything is working out really well. He spends a ton of time. He starts to spend more and more time with her. And he's spending a lot of time with her kids. She has two daughters. um, And he's really becoming something in all of their lives. And she believes him because the weird shit will happen. Okay, they're supposed to go to a wedding. And he shows up at the wedding, like, Mm -hmm. a little late, wearing winter clothing, and it's summer. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, just, he's like, listen, just check the, it'll be in the news next week. And then the news next week, the Snowden story breaks out, and they caught up with him in Iceland. So she's like, oh, you were in Iceland. Oh, my God. But I'm like. And he didn't have a bag with a summer wedding outfit in it. He needs to plan ahead. That's I agree. Rude.
0: It feels like I, I, I'm not. A, did she need to pack your bag for you? In her
1: defense, because I know that we all like feel know where she, it's going. But I do want to say that she's looking for love. I'm Not just that, but like she says to this day, he knew somebody in some position that he was able to break news to me before it broke in several instances. There were like attacks on Syria he told her about then they happened, the Kate Middleton stuff he told her about then it happened. It was like that Kate Middleton was going to get engaged or something. Yeah. But like he was like this is going to be in the news and then it would he would have like a day or two lead on news stories where like it's he did like present things that made it feel really real. Okay. Um, And I think that's important to say because Michelle Lewis, we're all like, how did this happen? Um, no, I know why
0: it happened. I Again,
1: I get, okay. I get it. Well, so his handler calls Michelle and is like, you don't know the half of it. He was like a huge part of going after bad guys after 9-11. Like he's a very not dangerous person, but a person that's been up against a lot of danger. And so then when he proposes to her, she accepts. They become engaged. It gets shitty after they get engaged. He starts showing up less and less. Then she finds out she's pregnant. He's not excited about it. He's like, ooh, like kind of like just – it's everything is falling apart. One day he's left his wallet out. She goes through it. She sees his ID. Guess what?
0: His name is not Liam Allen. You
1: got it, girl. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's like, William Allen Jordan, who the fuck are you? Looks him up and is like, you have a lot about you online. Like that you had served prison time for bigamy and fraud. That there's a child molestation conviction. (gasps) And that there are a billion exes that are like, this guy is a con artist. So... His first marriage was to a woman named Mary Turner Thompson, who was in Edinburgh. Heard of it, Gary? I have, actually. It's interesting (laughs) that you mention it. I was there this summer doing a show. All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't want me to go deep into the dark, did you? He told her that he was from America and worked in IT. He spent a lot of time with her. He spent a lot of time with her older daughter. She felt like he's away too much. Same pattern of like, why is he away she ends up tracking him to a house and looking in and there's like a yard and there's kid stuff in the yard and she confronts him and is like, I saw your other house. Like, I know you have another family basically or like a family mm-hmm. and he's like, well, actually I work for the CIA. That's a safe house. Everything there is like a prop, even the family. Like the fi- That's an agent. Like, you saw me with another woman. That's an agent. She's supposed to pose as my wife and... He shows her his communications where he has, like, CIA uh, emails that, like, show he's from the CIA. He's, like, doing the
0: same thing, Um, but, like, instead of MI6 or UK, it's all... That's so gross. And, like,
1: has other agents call her. Like, there's all these other people that she speaks to that verify it. Of course not in person, but either via email or, or, like, on the phone. And... It's like mrs doubtfire he does voices you know? and they get engaged and he postpones their wedding and they have a kid and they have another kid they have a little girl and a little boy and then he's like this is really dangerous because the insurgents are after me and i don't want our kids to get kidnapped just to hurt me what we need is to pay them off so she like sells their house and drains their bank account and gives him all this money and they're married for four years And then she gets a phone call in 2006 from a woman that says, Hi, I'm the other Miss Jordan. Did he by any chance tell you that I'm an agent posing as his wife? She's like, yes, he did. And she goes, yep, that's what he told me about you and your kids, that you're an agent posing. And I've been with him for six years. Oh, my God. So – she's like I'm not his first wife his first wife was Julie Cunningham and they were married in 1992 and I did read somewhere that he also slept with his first wife's nanny and had children with her oh I should say most of this is from goodtogo.com and NBC News and an NBC doc Mm -hmm. special that was on it um, that I can't remember the name of but
0: oh my god
1: I think it was called like the other Miss Jordan or something great like that
0: that is so – and this is like – okay, we're only at like that. – we've had like wife one nanny. And like we have these two fake names. Babies galore. Oh, my right? God. So like Mary Turner women. Thompson,
1: this woman that just got this call, she's like – when she – when interviewed about it, she's like, this guy's a sociopath. And if he goes to prison, when he leaves prison, he's going to tell people that during that time, the reason he was off the grid is he was on an undercover mission. <laughs> like I just – I know him and like this guy is going to – Keep doing this. He's going to use it. And so she becomes a motivational speaker. And she's an author. She writes this book, The Other Miss Jordan. And she writes a book called The Bigamist. Then she has to write The Bigamist because after The Other Miss Jordan comes out, more stuff keeps happening. More information keeps getting revealed. So The Bigamist is like, I got to write this because holy shit, like it just doesn't stop. But she's amazing. She's very like in support of all the victims. And... There are many victims, not just of this kind of thing, but of this particular person. Because in her book, she says there are 13 kids by six different women. Oh, my God. He had two wives and five fiancés in one single year in, like, 2005. Very busy year. He had four children one year by three different women.
0: Oh, my God. And, like, you know what? There was a comedian that said this. I think it was Sarah Pascoe, who's a UK. But she's like, you know how... We talk about like the you know the 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 domestic labor split up between women and men, right? Mm-hmm. And in like I would say traditional makeups, it's like you know how you know that women do more work around the house, is that men have other families. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 these you women are in like, a double life? Do you know what I mean though? Like, right. these women are like making sure the kids are taken care of, making sure they're taking sure a making sure there's yeah. dinner, making sure there's food on the table, making sure there's groceries that are shopped for. It's like that's what—that's how much work women do at home is that men have other fucking families. Like, this guy had two other families. Let it at the be a same lesson time? to
1: everyone. I'll make kill. them mow the lawn. It's better than getting a second family. <laughs>
0: this is insane but also he sounds like one of those people that just what are i don't know what they're called but those men who just want to like
1: procreate and get spread their seed like that's he feels like a compulsive i just don't think he. yeah i don't even know if he cares about that what i know is that it's really good that mary has all this information because now she's in touch with michelle lewis and she's able to help her understand the big picture and she has to make a really hard choice and michelle decides to get an abortion
0: Listen, we love a pro-choice here in this family.
1: We do. We are,
0: we are pro-choice. And I think, you know, One of the knowing what you know, knowing you what you don't know. Don't she even
1: has know. two other kids too. Remember that I said the child molestation thing? Yeah. So I part of his charges that. is that he failed to register as a sex offender in 2006. When she looks into this and she's, you know, has, having Mary's help, it does turn out that it was one of his victim's daughters and that she's the same age as her kid. as michelle's kid and it, and they were never alone but like michelle is like oh my god that is so just absolutely plowed over by this so she's like fuck you i'm gonna plan a way to fucking stop this madness fuck you so she starts trying to get like gather paper evidence emails bank statements saving all her texts and her photos and stuff and she confronts him and records it like you know who Mm -hmm. who's Mary, um and he's like Mary who and she's like oh your other wife and he's like oh you know and she's like yeah I know everything and instead of running away he actually is like trying to woo her back because I do think that he she really does love him is like another component that is very real in this Mm -hmm. and he feels that and he's like I don't think I've lost my mark. I can still get this woman, is my belief. Like, mm. I think that he sticks around because he's like, this isn't the whole story. I'm still going to get some money off this person. She starts to wear a video camera to try to wow. get this evidence against him. And she'll go meet him at coffee shop. She only ever meets him in public places to be safe. but She records all their conversations and she, like, does things to really call into question. Like, she'll show him a picture of a bunch of the kids that he's had and he'll be like i just really can't connect to that because um i don't know i there's nothing i can what can i do about that like he so doesn't there's no taking responsibility it was so fascinating because i was able through this documentary to watch these conversations like actually watch Whoa. the confrontations which is amazing Whoa. because it's watching a con artist In motion, the way that he speaks is so circular, where you would say something like, The sky is blue. How could you do this? Do you know how I feel? And he would say something like, and of course you feel that way. It makes absolute sense that you would feel that. And you don't know what's going on, and that's challenging. So there are many unknowns. Like the way he speaks, he's not saying anything, but he's like validating, validating, validating. But while all at the same time, never once admitting taking responsibility, it's so twisty. Like he speaks in these twisty ways where you're like, oh, fuck. In March 2014, she goes to the police and she's like, we gotta get this guy. I'm going to help you. Here's everything I have. And they're like, "Okay, let's use you as bait. Fun. So she calls to meet him somewhere. Fun weekend. Fun weekend. plans. Yes. So she calls him up to meet him somewhere. And she's in her car. And he's like, hang on. I got to go into this store. And she calls the cops and is like, he met me. He's here. You need to get here now. He's in the store. And she's scared because if he comes out of the store and gets in her car, it, it kind of puts her in danger right yeah. if they come to get him and he's she in the vehicle know he's fully with her of, yeah. she has no idea and as he's walking back to the car in like the nick of time while they're looking at each other making eye contact across this parking lot the cops worm in and arrest him and she's it's a mixture of her being people can be so many things at once right and she's very sad scared but also empowered in this moment and yeah. she's talking about just like not losing eye contact because she has that feeling of like it was me yeah motherfucker <laughs> yeah I don't he blame pleads her. guilty to scamming her and at the sentencing the judge says you are a con man a convicted pedophile and a bigamist you are an inveterate exploiter of vulnerable women not just financially but also emotionally and he only faces three years in prison of which he won't Fully serve all of them. I think he serves like two and a half. So the whole thing is that Michelle's like, this isn't enough. And this is where it gets like kind of interesting just in terms of laws. She's like, I really feel like this was a sex crime, that this is assault. And it doesn't really hold up in court. They can hold him for all these other things. but So she goes to like a local lawmaker in New Jersey and is like, It should be illegal to, like, trick somebody into having sex with you, and this is sex by fraud. Yeah, rape by deception. Exactly. So the assemblyman is, like, helping draft a bill that they're trying to pass, and they're, like, looking at all these different states to see, like, it's so interesting because it's so different statewide, and they're basically like, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. that's, like, where it's at. They have a pretty good one, and they're, like, copying, like, things and, you know, copy-pasting to try to, like, make – there's a law that he could have been charged for this cuz he wasn't cuz it's too sticky and it is very sticky because there's all these critics of this that say if this then what's going to it's going well, to the snowball. Well, they they, they they say there are ways that men seduce women in this world that have been doing this for centuries whether it's right or wrong, they lie. They 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 say they have a better job than they have. Yeah. They say that um yeah. They have a better family history than they have. Every If every woman, anytime she found out a man lied to her to get her into bed, could take him to court because it's sex by fraud, that I I actually agree that that would be absolute chaos <laughs> and I don't think we could live by that I don't law. know,
0: maybe men shouldn't fucking lie. No one
1: disagrees <laughs> that that's the case, but our yeah. legal system could not actually handle the <laughs> amount of, of lies. Oh my God. It's, so it's it's the the potential oh felonies are fucking in, infinite. So
0: it just doesn't work. Well also um, I wonder too of like people who are actually spies who do have fa- like you know, like we talked about in Rape by Deception yes. in the UK, it's like, are we, are, are those people, if they could be brought to trial for their work in federal, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, the point is, if you start to try to put this on paper as a law, where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. Where is it? Yeah. It's a very amorphous thing and it's hard to nail down. Um. So this New Jersey bill defines sex assault by fraud as occurring under circumstances where the perpetrator- has made the victim believe he or she is someone else. Mm-hmm. Which feels like, you know, using a fake name name and job and not disclosing an entire family would very easily fall under that purview. But I don't know that it was, you know, I don't know where we stand with that right now, to be yeah, frank wonder with you. I what the you. Jersey Supreme Court says, because I'm sure, well, I mean, how could, oh, uh, that is so um and mary his his ex that we that i spoke to you about that's the author said there are people sitting there at home right now thinking this could never happen to me i would never be so stupid mm -hmm, or gullible mm -hmm. to believe somebody like that she says don't ever think it can't happen to you yeah which even though it's a double negative i get what she means (laughs) um
0: (laughs) no i think you know we again like i we i talked about last week or two weeks ago with the cult you know, it's like it's when you get in these relationships, you have these people who convince you and you are desperately seeking the truth or you're trustworthy or you want so badly for it to be the truth. I think it's every time we cover these type of relationships, cults,
1: cons, like it just feels to me, the lesson is it can happen to anybody. Sure. Absolutely, and that's the lesson you should get from it, because these women were smart women, authors, mm-hmm. nurses, you know, they and they were people that uh, were responsible parents that are doing their best to look for a partner that is somebody they can bring into a family. And this guy lied to them every step of the way and and went to great lengths. And after his two and a half years in prison, he got out. I read that there's some verifiable proof he's still scamming women today and that his whereabouts are. Unknown. Why aren't these But websites... he was deported to the US? Shit. Um to the US? To the oh, US. Oh, because he was born in he the U.S. born in Jersey. Or, he was yeah, born he was in born Jersey, Jersey so... but he was doing a lot of his Fuck, whatever. We got him? God damn it. Basically, I think he's here and I think he's on dating sites. It's uh, why aren't dating sites why don't we have
0: like face recognition? Can't tech... Be like, this guy has been oh my convicted God, I of love that
1: idea. If there's one valuable thing we could do with that, it would be totally use
0: his face ID get and say, get
1: off of here. We don't want you here. We don't want you.
0: We don't want you. You're not welcome. That is wild. Wild.
1: Oh, when- I've been looking for a good sex by fraud case to bring to you because ever since you did yours, I think it was a topic like that years fascinated ago us. And you were
0: like, I still, I got to tell you, there is, I-, I watched a documentary and I can tell you, in a couple weeks I should do that story um it was really it was an interesting I feel like sometimes fraud cases convent cases are sometimes hard to talk about because they're so oh god like but, oh, oh, Ralph, yeah oh, it gets me so mad like as you're telling the story I just watch this documentary I'm like should I do that story but I I, get, I gotta do more research anyway um Quinn you told that story so well and that was a wild story and thank you for sharing you're welcome Okay. So I got my information for my story from Wikipedia, the Californian, um, Bakerfield, KGET, the cinemaholic turned to 23 and murderpedia. This is a story of Vincent brothers. It is 2003 in Bakersville, California. And we're going to talk about Joni Harper. Joni Harper is 39 years old and she's married to Vincent brothers. Um, the two of them have three kids together. They have Marquise, who's four, Lindsay, who is two, and they just have a newborn son named Marshall, who's just six weeks old. Joni, she works for the Bakersfield school system, and she's also a Division One basketball official. So she's very into sports, and she's beloved by the community. She's really active in her church, and she they, she is loved there. She's just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it, and you know what's going to happen. when she walks into the room. Her smile lights it up.
1: Lights it the fuck
0: up. A 100-watt smile. She has a 100-watt smile, and we know where this is going. Her husband, Vincent, or no, well, okay, it's a little confusing because the two of them, they ended up getting married in 2000, three years before, but after they got married, Vincent was caught cheating on her. So in 2001, she actually had the marriage annulled. But by 2003, they are remarried, and then Joni has given birth to their son, Marshall, like six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Vincent is the vice principal of an elementary school in Bakersfield. So both of them are involved in the school system. And I think Vincent's like pretty well known. And I think he's, I, I don't know if I would say he's beloved, but I think people really like him. He's a vice principal, he's for He's a vice saying. principal, you know? But at the same time, like, you know, he's cheating on her. She annuls the relationship. And you're like, oh, get out of there, Joni. And then three years later, she's back at it again. Oh, God women with men Can't i get quit. it i get it i get it i actually get it there's just not enough of them <laughs> there's not enough actually i just went on a tour around new york it was like called the death tour and it was actually very interesting i'm sure i'll tell more facts about it but what i found out in new york is that there are 400,000 more women than men in new york city it does feel like that doesn't it, it does you know what to me it really does. It does feel like that. <laughs> so, um, Joni's mom, Ernestine Harper, she's seventy years old, and she lives with Joni, her daughter, and the kids. Um, Ernestine is a civil rights advocate, and she does a lot of work fighting for wrongly accused minorities. So, she's doing the good work. She's putting in the time, doing the good, doing the good work. And again, church-going people. So as you can probably surmise, like things were not great between Joni and Vincent while they had remarried. I think Vincent had moved out because he did not like that his mother-in-law was there Ernestine. I don't think Ernestine really trusted Vincent. So in April of 2003, Vincent moves out. So it's July 6, 2003. And Vincent's out of town. He's in Ohio. And Joni, her mom, and the three kids, they all head to church that morning. Um, And they're supposed to head back to church that night for like a meeting of some sort or something. They don't show that night. And the next day, they're supposed to go to another meeting. They do not show. The next day, there's another meeting at the church. And again, they're church going people. They're going every day. They're going all the time. They do not show again. So it is July 8th. No one has heard from them. They've missed church meetings two days in a row. People get a little concerned. And Joni's friend, um, Kelsey Spann, she has a key to the house. She's very close with Joni. So she's like, listen, I'll go and check on them. So she goes over to their house, she opens the door, and she finds all five of them dead. Wow. Mother in law, Joni, and the three children. Holy shit. It's like 7 a.m. She calls the police. The police show up. They describe the scene that they walk in on. This is very graphic. Ernestine, they first see she is in the hallway close to her bedroom. They see she has been shot from close range. And she has a pistol with her, her own gun, that seemingly she went into the hallway Mm -hmm. with with a gun to see what was going on, to defend herself. Mm -hmm. Her gun is lying next to her. It is not the gun that shot her. They then walk into the back bedroom and they find Joni, Marquise, Lindsay, and Marshall all dead, where they believe they had laid down to take a nap after church. There is blood all over the walls. All of the victims died from close-range bullet wounds. They believe, this is really sad, Marquise, the four-year-old, they believe that he woke up when the intruder came in because his face had evidence that he was really scared and they saw that on his hand, he bit down so hard on his hand that he bit through the bone before he was shot. Poor poor baby. little baby. Poor little baby. I hate that. After Joni is killed, she is stabbed multiple times, which implies that it is Personal. Personal. The scene of the crime is, it appears that it is a break in. So the break in plus this like crime of passion feels incongruous. Something is off um, because they realize that no one had broken, right? There was no Mm -hmm. breaking of the lock or anything. There was no way of breaking in. So they know someone had access to the house. So it's July 8th when they are found and they immediately notify Vincent. He's the next of kin. And he is in North Carolina where he is visiting his mom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Vincent is notified and they're like, we need to talk to you. So he immediately turns himself into authorities in North Carolina. He tells them that he has been in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, from July 2nd. And July 8th, he had, he had drove to North Carolina with his brother from Ohio. Mm-hmm. So he has shown receipts from the times that he is there the entire time. His alibi is pretty solid. And so the police are still trying to figure out who could possibly have done this. And they still, while he has an alibi and it's pretty airtight, they don't trust him. They don't trust him one bit. They see that he did in fact fly from California to Ohio on July 2nd. And, um, but then they start interviewing people around the house and a neighbor had said that she believes she saw him around the house around the time of the murders, which is bizarre. Also, our eyewitnesses, our eyewitness mm-hmm. testimonies to be mm-hmm. fully believed. They see the receipts were during the time of their murder and they were in Ohio. So Vincent returns to L.A. to go to the funeral. Well, yeah, to go to the funeral. But the memorial... he. me go back vincent returns to la on july 11th and what's interesting about his return is he does not attend the memorial service for his Mm. family but he does attend their funeral on july 16th he is still the only person of interest in this crime the police are like there's nobody else who could have wanted to hurt her it doesn't make any sense it's clearly so personal so they start looking more into Vincent and they uncover affairs and they they see that they were not living together and that he had a lot of affairs in the past. And that apparently Joni had threatened leaving and trying to get custody of three kids, which now they're adding motive to him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this guy's got to be involved somehow. So then they start to do a deep dive on these credit card receipts. They look at these credit card receipts and they match them to store footage and they think they see him. But what they realize is that these credit card receipts were obtained by his brother, Melvin, who had signed Vincent's signature. And when they look at security footages when they, they look at the security footage, they see that the person in the store isn't,
1: isn't him. is
0: not Vincent. It is his brother Melvin who was using Vincent's card. And Melvin confirms this. I don't think Melvin was even trying to, like, cover for him. Oh, really? But as soon as okay. they, like, start digging, Melvin's like, oh, yeah, those that was me. Mm-hmm. He, like, gave me his credit card to use when he was in town. And then Melvin starts to go, well, yeah, no, he actually, he came in July 2nd, but I didn't see him for a couple of days until he picked me up on the 8th. And the police are like,
1: huh, that's really weird. But and I know he was in town because he
0: said it. And then, his, <laughs> and then Vincent's excuse is, oh, I was with my other brother, Tony during that time. And the police are like, you know what, I actually, I don't believe that. So the police get a warrant to look at his rental car that he rented from Columbus, and then he drove to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And so they take a look at the car because, yeah, they take a look at the car and they look at the mileage and they, they notice that there are about 5,400 miles on the odometer that are unaccounted for. And so they're like, that's really suspicious, but is it enough to convict him? Is it enough to charge him with these murders? It's I wouldn't like, want
1: to go to court with look at this
0: look at these miles. That's not great. It's not great. So then what they do is like we need more evidence. So they take a further look at the car. and they look at the radiator, they look at the inside of the car, and they realize there are all these insects on the radiator. So they have a forensic and the anal- they have a forensic analyst test the insects. They find I thought you were going to say
1: interview the insects. They
0: interview the insects. And they're like, buzz, buzz, buzz. And the buzz is like, buzz, buzz, buzz. And so they get them. <laughs> get them. So they have a forensic analyst test the insects. And they find that the insects found on the inside inside of the car are native to states west <gasps> of the Rocky
1: Mountains. Unreal. This is very cool. And
0: so now that, plus the mileage, Got it. is now putting him there. there. At the scene of the crime. And they also do have that eyewitness who says, I think I saw him around Mm -hmm. the place. So again, they're like, none of these could stand alone. But together, they're like, oh, we have a picture. We have a motive. We have how he did it. Let's go. We have no one else. Let's fucking go. So again, they think that on July 2nd, he goes to Ohio with the plan of having an alibi. He then, on July 3rd or 4th, he drives to California. On July 6th, he murders his entire family. He drives to Ohio on the 7th. On July 8th, he picks up his brother. They go to North Carolina to visit his mom. And that's when Joni and the kids are found dead, and he turns himself in. He is not arrested for the crime until April of 2004. So the date of the crime is July 2003. Almost a year later, he is not arrested. While awaiting for trial, they are getting as much information as possible. And the his defense attorneys are collecting information and they said, you know what? We heard that there was a possibility of a lesbian relationship between Joni and Kelsey Spann And they tried to raise this in pretrial motions in order to ask the prosecution to provide any evidence that they might have that there had been an affair on Joni's end. Right. Mm -hmm. We know of the affairs on Vincent's end, but they're going, you know what, maybe Joni and Kelsey had an affair and it was Kelsey who did it. She had keys. She had access. Um, And so the defense is trying to do this on Vincent's behalf. While Vincent is in jail, he writes a letter to the publication, The Californian. Vincent writes, any rumors of Joni's sexual orientation are from people who were jealous of her athletic ability and Christian values. So just like to put into
1: perspective here. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. It is His team is wild. like, we got this plan. And Let's he's, try like, to get, like, he's, he's like, kind if st- anybody is going to threaten my masculinity yeah. as part of the defense plan, it's yeah. a no go for me.
0: And his attorneys must Rather have been like, go to jail, the Rather like, get the death penalty. What the fuck is going on, right? So his mother, he, it's. The attorneys are claiming that his mother-in-law did not like Kelsey's span um, because her and Joni got too close and that Joni's mom wanted to end this relationship and Joni er, and Kelsey had keys. Um, and again, like what adds credence to this is like, she's, she's the person who found them. She's, you know, it's like she was the last person to see them in church and she's the first person to find them. You know, it's interesting. They, they interviewed someone who had said, um, In regards to Vincent defending Joni's reputation, denying any claims about her sexuality, they said defendants who, there's defendants who say the integrity of their family, people's views of their family, is more important than whether they sit in jail. And the fact that he wrote to a newspaper about a motion filed on his behalf says a lot about, like, his attorney-client relationship. Right. He's undercutting his only, he's undercutting literally his only defense. So he goes to trial in 2007. He pleads not guilty. And in the trial, they really malign his character. You know, that he had affairs that he was like, Mm -hmm. not a great guy because we know he cheated on on his wife, which is why they annulled it the first time. And he had a history of, of cheating on spouses. It's not just Joni. it was like many spouses before he had been married four times. And at one point he was in jail for spousal abuse. Now all of that is not going to indict him for this crime. But it's like adding a narrative that this guy's not a good dude. But again, the smoking gun of this trial are the insects that they find this like expert when this expert witness from the University of California Davos Bohart Museum of Entomology testifies that where the bugs are most likely from is west of the Rockies. They also find a glove tip full of his DNA underneath Joni's purse at the scene of the crime. And his defense is, you know, he claimed he did work around the house and that's why it was there. Lies. There were cell phone records that placed him in Ohio at the time of the murders, and he claims that he was involved in a minor traffic accident during the time in Ohio. So that's like part of his defense. But again, and then his defense also said there's no video evidence of him stopping at any gas stations on the way from Ohio to California. Like they're not able to actually. There should be video of him at some point on the route, and not they get found his own nothing. Gas in the trunk. <laughs> totally. And also, the murder weapon was never found. Mm-hmm. So they're not able to, like, get his DNA on the murder weapon. things. they nailed this guy, right? They nailed this guy, yeah. And the nail in the coffin really is that he took the stand in his own defense. And the judge is like, yo, 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 you know, you don't need to do this. He's like, no, I definitely want to. And so on the stand, he claims, you know, he was with his other brother. And it's interesting when when they try to call his brother to testify that he was with him in Ohio during the time of the murders. The brother fucking runs. Doesn't. Very bode well. You know, he disappears and they issue a $100,000 warrant for his brother to come and testify. He never shows up. Um, he says that he was involved in a minor traffic accident around the time of the murders in Ohio. Um, and they tracked down the guy who was actually involved in the traffic accident and he testifies, which also discredited Vincent's testimony. He lied more than 41 times on the stand. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it's like, you know, but I guess at that point, like, can the you blame arrogance. him? It, but also, arrogance. But also, can you blame him? Like, if you're, if you murdered five I'm going to go down chatting. I'm going to lie. Right? Like, I'm not going to be like, you know what? You got me. If, you're, if You know, I can't. But we do know that he lied more than 41 times. Um, <laughs> In all, there were 137 witnesses. On May fifteenth, two 2007, after the jury deliberates for almost three days, he is convicted of first-degree murder of five family members with special circumstances for a multiple murder, for a mass murder. And because of that, Mm -hmm. he is sentenced to death. While he is in lockup... He had hid a homemade handcuff key in his hair. Mm -hmm. And so he moved the leg restraints from, he moved his leg restraints from one leg to another um, and like tried to run away, but not an effective escape attempt. Um, So then he goes back to jail. How embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. If you're going to escape, like like, do
1: it. A failed escape attempt feels really embarrassing.
0: But also like you you did it. You did it. You did it. In addition to his death sentence, he's ordered to pay restitution. He is currently at Sam Quentin State Prison on death row. And Governor Gavin Newsom of California has suspended the death penalty for as long as he remains in office. He does have one remaining family member. He has a daughter from a previous marriage. Mm. Um, and she testified at the um, at the trial and she actually spoke after the trial to reporters who interviewed her and she changed her name and she gave a very powerful statement and by the t- at the time of this trial she was 18 years old she said she was resigning from the brothers family and that after she walked out of the courtroom she would forever be Margaret Kern forget the fucking brothers she was scarred and told reporters of a suicide attempt when she was younger over her family's death and she has completely disowned her father. She's dropped his name like a bad habit. And I wish her all the best because I can't imagine how hard that must have been. Mm-hmm. But I hope he burns in jail. I hope he rots in jail. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a really sad story.
0: Really sad story. But I just, the insect angle. Got very me interesting.
1: Good. Very, very interesting. And so glad somebody was smart enough to think to do it.
0: Well, it's one of those things, too, where, you know, <laughs> We do bemoan the police for having blinders on to, you know, actual suspects when they are. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they get an idea and they go for it. And in this case, it paid off, right? Like, mm-hmm. if they were to take him at face value, they would have gone, oh, yeah, we have, like, right. a guy that sort of matches his description at the store. Like, absolutely. Yeah.
1: but The damn rental car, 5,400 miles, plus a lot of bugs. <laughs> plus a lot of bugs. Well... I'm glad that the story has some resolution because it is a sad one. It is. Um, hey,
0: listeners, you're at the end of our podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't yeah, forget to like,
1: subscribe. Tara Tara Bobara. Bobara? Tara Tara Bobara, not Bobara. <laughs> 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 Said she can't figure out why this podcast isn't more popular. But that I would we, say you know, Tara, it same. might be Bobara. <laughs> is, we just figured it out. Um, And somebody... Whose name was something like Hulk? Said <gasps> the super Hulk? loved the show, joined Patreon, and I'm never looking back. So if that was you, Hulk, oh. don't go tell. green. I'm green with envy at your life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, hey, we'll see you later. We'll see you next week. Bye, dude.